the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bets today. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. We're also brought to you by IP Vanish. IP Vanish, the official VPN of SGPN, and are offering 70% off if you go to ipvanish.com slash SGP. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. And make sure to check out our new Discord server, the perfect place to interact and sweat bets with the entire SGPN crew. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. I am joining you from Newcastle-upon-Tyne, up in the northeast corner of England. Today is Thursday... Is it? No, today is Wednesday, July the 27th. We are here to handicap a slate of 10 MLB games um, for Thursday, July the 28th. And it is the old man OG... Uh, hosting duo today because joining me from Houston, Texas is Mr. Moonaf Manji. Moonaf, how are you doing? Hey, Malcolm, what's going on? Uh, good to be here with you. Um, 10 games slate tomorrow. I know we have a lot of action going on right now between uh, baseball during the day. That's kind of got it through the day. And then I know you're, you have your little DK lineup going for the <laughs> yeah. uh, Euro uh, semifinal match between Germany and France. I am live sweating. I think, I mean, is this quite a degen move? I think is having a DK lineup on the, uh, on the women's football. But yeah, I mean, I'm an equal opportunities degen moon off. I don't discriminate. Um, so I am watching Germany v France. I'm right on the bubble moon off. So if you see some, uh, if you see some arms waving around or some dem- demonstrative behavior, there's 47 prizes. I'm in 59th. So we've got a chance. We've got a chance of making a few quid. Uh, there's nine minutes left, so we'll see how that goes. Um, you sound very uh, loud and enthusiastic and full of beans tonight. What's going on? Uh, I can say I'm finally back on the winning side. Uh, <laughs> is that started, what it is, is it? Yeah, I started 0-4 this week between my lock and my dog on Monday and Tuesday. But today, um, pretty easy wins. At least my lock was a fairly easy win. Uh, I had the Dodgers team total. Uh, over five and a half, they got that done in the first inning, and then I had the Phillies. I know me and Dylan had the Phillies money line, um, and they broke it open in uh, the bottom of the fifth inning. There, they took a five nothing lead. So, just feels good to you know get back get back on the winning side, Malcolm. So it's been a struggle this past couple of weeks, though. Yeah, it's really nice to do it early, isn't it? When you get on the early game, it's the same on a like on an EPL weekend. If you get if you get the lunchtime game right and you've got a nice winner on the lunchtime game, that just seems to set you up for the rest of the day. And you, I feel like I've got a little bit more clarity uh, when I'm picking my bets here. I um I did all right last night. I managed to get my lock and dog over the line. Um, my dog being the Washington Nationals at a, an incredibly fancy price um, yeah. at the Dodgers behind Josiah Gray because I'd wanted to take them the night before and there was a pitching change and Paolo Espino went. And Noah and Dylan talked me out of it. Um, I stuck to my guns last night. And then <laughs> I used the old let it ride mantra and went for Washington again tonight. Um, and yeah, that lasted about four and a half minutes. Still there were five, nothing down. Um, that was a crazy part was Malcolm and like the game today with Corbin. Like he gave up most of those runs 
Um, I think all the runs like with two outs in the game. That's so frustrating. Yeah. yeah, one of the most frustrating things about baseball is the uh, it's the, the cold third strike that you don't get, and yeah. then they'll put it in play the next ball. Um, and it, anything that happens with two outs, yeah, if the run scores with two outs, because you just think you're there, uh, you think your pitcher's got it done for you. Um, but yeah, I've come, I've been going okay. I'll tell you what, this has been a hard week um, to handicap um, MLB. I was looking on tally site earlier on, just generally at how all the analysts were doing over all the different platforms, all the different companies that use it. Um, and there's very, very well. In fact, I think there's maybe one person who running over 50%. There's someone on the list that has got a record of three and 17. Uh, and these are, I mean, if you were just taking random heads or tails, uh, you'd, do, you'd do well to be going three and 17. So yeah, it's a really tricky. There's a lot of people running at sort of low 30%. So um, things like the Nationals winning at the Dodgers. Um, but the, the Dodgers seem to have had trouble with these um, lowly teams. They got done over by Colorado earlier in the season. The um, Pirates. were, Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah I was going to say the Pirates swept them, yeah, um, after they'd lost those games to Colorado as well. So, um, But yeah, but that's the thing with betting baseball. It's incredibly tricky thing to do. Um, so we've got 10 games tomorrow. I think we've got lines on just about eight of them. Uh, which isn't bad. Uh, normally, we manage about two-thirds of the games or thereabouts. Uh, so we will start tomorrow. There's a, a couple of day games, um, and we'll start with a 12.35 Eastern uh, first pitch. I think this is one of the games that we don't have lines on. In fact, the two day games are the games that we don't have lines for, so we can mm-hmm. get these out the way early, Munaf. Yeah. Um, the Tampa Bay Rays at the Baltimore Orioles, and it's Tampa Bay with a TBD pitcher. Um Although I had a picture for them earlier on. I had Lewis Patino going. Um, so we'll have to see about that. Jordan Lyles, um, I believe, is the picture for Baltimore. Uh, but no lines for this one at all. Did you see your Tampa Bay picture, Muna? Uh, let me see if I can fetch up one here. I had the same picture um, for Baltimore, like you mentioned, Jordan Lyles. Uh, I'm seeing Ryan Yarborough for the okay. uh, Tampa Bay Rays. Well, that'll um, be, that must be why they pulled the odds down then, because I'll say I had this... I had this price up earlier on with Lewis Patino, so if there's some question marks, um, mm-hmm. that is more than likely where it is. Yeah, so not an awful lot to tell you about that. Then um, Jordan Lyles is, he's been all right, you know. He's got one bad start in his last five, which was against the Tampa Bay Rays, um, where he gave up six earned runs over two and two thirds. But really, that's been an outlier for him. Um, and I quite fancied Baltimore to take down Tampa Bay with Patino on the mound. Yarbrough really. The, the presence of Yarbrough changes nothing, in fact. Uh, he's a bit... He, he nibbles is what Yarbrough does. Um, I haven't got his numbers in front of him because we've just sprang that on me. But, uh, yeah, I'm not too sure about Yarbrough at all. So, I don't know what price this is going to be. I've been tailing Baltimore. Um, I've been fading Tampa Bay on the grounds of playing each other. This would be a Baltimore money line for me, whether they're playing Patino or Yarbrough. Uh, but not much to add um, with the absence of any more information, Muna. Yeah, I mean, Jordan Lyles has struggled in his two starts uh, against the Tampa Bay Rays this season. He is, uh, or he has, I'm sorry, gone seven and two-thirds innings pitched, uh, giving up 11 earned runs to the Tampa Bay Rays. But you also kind of have to maybe dig a little deeper into those, uh, the, I'm sorry, the rotation, or the batting lineup, I'm sorry, for the Tampa Bay Rays because they have a lot of guys that are out with injuries. Yeah. Um, in their lineup. And um, I feel like even if it is Ryan Yarborough or Louis Patino, just kind of looking at the numbers, I, 
Uh, once the line does drop, I kind of do like the over in this game between these two teams because, like, it, you know, Lyles has struggled against the Rays, and and if it is Ryan Yarbrough who is zero and five this season with a five point six one ERA, he gives up a lot of runs as well uh, to the opposition. So uh, we'll wait and see what happens when the line comes out. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and this next game, we can get this one out of the way as well. The other daytime game, which is the Miami Marlins and the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, no pitcher to be found anywhere for Miami. I think you've been in the same boat as me here, Moonaf. Right. And um, Graham Ashcraft uh, going for Cincinnati. Uh, no lines up, but anything you want to point out on this game before we crack on uh, to those things we do know about? Yeah, Graham uh, Ashcraft, you know, he uh, I came on early, very early when he got his first starts in the season uh, where he looked really, really good for the Cincinnati Reds. Um, but he's kind of, you know, regressed back to the mean uh, for for the uh, pitching rotation for the Cincinnati Reds. Last five games hasn't been very good for him. He's one in one with a six point two three ERA, 18 earned runs allowed in 26 innings pitched. Uh, he's given up at least uh, three earned runs in three out of the last five games. Um, and the runs are being scored in games that he has started as well. But, um, again, we, like you mentioned that, we don't have the pitcher right now for the Miami Marlins, so not much we can give you. So I think this is just a good reminder just to check our picks out over on Tally's side and then obviously our graphic that we do uh, put up every day with our lock and dog, if anything does change. Okay, let's get into these games where um, we've got some more concrete information. Uh, 7.05 Eastern first pitch is the Philadelphia Phillies and the Pittsburgh Pirates where Zach Wheeler will pitch for the Phillies and Zach Thompson uh, will pitch for the Pirates. Um, the Phillies are a fraction under 2-1 to one on here. Uh, minus 199. Um, Pittsburgh plus 167. Totally is set at 7.5. Uh, Wheeler is 8-5. as a 278 ERA. Has pitched 106 and two-thirds with 114 strikeouts. Thompson is 3-7 with a 464 ERA. Has pitched 75 and two-thirds with 51 strikeouts. Uh... Wheeler going along great. No issue with Wheeler at all. Um, he's got one bad start recently against Toronto, um, maybe four starts ago, I think it was. Um, but that's absolutely the outlier. Uh, Wheeler, 281 in his last five, so no issues with him at all. Um, Thompson's last start for Pittsburgh was an absolute stinker, but he'd been actually going along okay before that. Um, I thought Wheeler... Will definitely go well here against this Pittsburgh lineup that don't score loads of runs. But if Thompson can hold Pitt, uh, Philadelphia, um, I thought this could go under in the first five. Wasn't sure when we get the bullpens involved, but I just thought Thompson could, like I say, hold this Phillies lineup and we could get off to a slow start here. So a first five under for me, Munaf. Yeah, like you mentioned, Zach Wheeler has been really good for the uh, Pirates, sorry, Pirates, for the uh, Phillies this season. Um, you know, like you mentioned, he did have that one bad start against the Toronto Blue Jays. But um, other than that, he, he's been solid. He's kind of been in Cy Young form this season as well. I mean, the ERA speaks for itself, 2.87, uh, sorry, 2.78. But um, the number, his road ERA is a little inflated. But again, that is probably because of the start he did have in Toronto against the Blue Jays, where they did tag him for quite a few runs. But uh, I think I do like the Phillies here, Malcolm, uh, on run line, minus one and a half, minus 120 with Wheeler on the mound. Um, I do agree about your underplay. I'll probably look at a Pirates team total under uh, yeah. a way to attack this as well because the Pirates just haven't been hitting the ball very well as of late. 
Uh, we saw that against the Cubs um, in their last series. So um, I'll go with the Zach Wheeler uh, run line and then also uh, Pirates team total under. Okay, love that, Moonaf. Um, the ever-reliable Captain Insano is in the chat. Good afternoon, Captain. How are you? Aye, aye. I will salute the Captain. Um, still going along very nicely in the DGEN's Fantasy League. Um, next game up here is a 7.05 Eastern first pitch. Interesting uh, game, this one. The Kansas City Royals at the New York Yankees. Brady Singer goes for Kansas City and Jamison Tyone goes for the Yankees. Um, the Yankees are minus 238, uh, Kansas City plus 198, totally is set at nine. Moon, have you given Kansas City a squeak? You know, Brady Singer has been uh, pretty good over his last uh five starts. Um, for the Kansas City Royals, he's one in one with a 3.09 ERA at home so far this season. Um, I know he's pitching on the road, but let me pull up his uh, splits on the road here. Um, he is one in one with a 3.68 ERA. So he's been pretty consistent um, as of late. And, I, and when I was digging into this game, I believe it, he was having a really good month of July. Yeah. So he had a really bad month of April. He had a great month of May, bad month of June. And now in July, he's having a great um, month, at least pitching wise. And, and, you know, not giving up as many runs as he did in those two months, but, um, I think the question for me in this game is going to be, is that is this going to be a letdown spot for the New York Yankees um, coming off of the, you know, the series, the two game series against, you know, the New York Mets, the subway series. I know it's not a big, it's not a very much of a travel situation for the uh, New York Yankees, obviously, because they're just taking a subway over to city field. Uh, so no planes or hotels or anything like that are involved. But you also have to question it. Is that is this is going to be a letdown spot emotionally for them? But Jamison Tyone, like you mentioned, he's been really good for them. He's ten and two on the season with a three point nine three ERA. He has struggled over his last five games um, with an ERA of six point three eight. But his last two starts have been good against Boston and uh, Baltimore um, for the Yankees. Um, I I will. <sighs> I want to see what the run line is uh, at plus one and a half for the Kansas City Royals in this spot. Um, I just feel like this might be a spot where the Yankees are a little flat and then they maybe get, you know, their victories uh, on Friday and Saturday uh, against the Royals. So I will lean with the run line on the Royals. You're at plus one and a half minus 105. Well, Moonaf, interestingly enough, that is exactly what I have written down on my big pink pad here. There's Kansas City on the run line. All Kansas City first five was my alternatives, but um, Singer is going along okay. I think Kansas have kind of flattered to deceive a little bit this week. They got turned over by the Angels, but actually were going along really nicely in that game and wasted a good bases loaded opportunity um, in the sixth. And then uh, a picture that we've talked about uh Angel Zerpa, who's going along really well. I think Dylan spoke about him um, on Monday or Tuesday, and I and I've written about him today in a in a, in a prospect article, which will be out on um, sportsgamblingpodcast.com in the next day or two. And he was going along really well. Um, so that yeah, the Royals have flattered to deceive a little bit, but I gave them kind of a live chance here. I think Tyone is a little bit vulnerable. I think there is that letdown spot that you kind of um, that you just mentioned. There's been a lot of hype around this uh, New York 
uh, the Subway series this week. So, yeah, just psychologically, I think they might drop off a little bit. And I thought KC might get ahead early, which was the first five, or certainly a run line play um, on that one. Uh, next up is a 7.07 Eastern first pitch between the Detroit Tigers and the Toronto Blue Jays. Tyler Alexander is going for Detroit. Uh, and for Toronto will be Alec Manoa um, on the hill. That is officially TBD. Um, now, they say I handicapped this earlier on and the lines have gone for this one. You've got Manoa going as well, Munaf. I see you see Kikuchi coming back for the Toronto Blue Jays uh, in this matchup, Malcolm. Is, have you, has he been all day? Has he been the pitcher you've seen? Has that changed at all? I think I just saw that. Uh, no, actually, I saw that all day. I saw that earlier when I was looking at the matchups. But um, yeah, I know he's coming back from injury, right? Because uh, he was on the IL for the so uh, a, Toronto yeah. Blue Jays. I'm just checking out. Fantasy Pros have still got Alec Manoa going. So, uh, okay, well, I can handicap Tyler Alexander for you. He's two and three. He has a 405 ERA, 33 and a third with 18 strikeouts. Um, he's actually, I think he's opened a couple of times um, and pitched in long relief. He's been going along okay, but you, what you're going to get out of him tomorrow is maximum three innings. Um, it, it's not out of the question for me that I think Detroit are just going to kind of punt this series. The Blue Jays are really taking advantage um, of these little home comforts that they're getting. Um, they're playing really well. They've won seven in a row. They are 31 and 19 at home. And um, we saw with the Cardinals coming in, some of their top players not being able to travel. I don't think it's affecting Detroit as much, uh, but these it's a, it's a small margin, but it's a nice little advantage that the Blue Jays a competitive advantage that they've had. So um, with Manoa on the mound, I had this as a fairly comprehensive Toronto run line, quite boring. Um, I don't know what it would take for, to, to change my mind, even if it was Kikuchi, because like I said, Detroit have actually um, put up a few runs this week, but I, I, I don't think that's going to uh, stand the test of time. So I did have Toronto on the run line with Manoa going. Uh, remains to be seen if he does go. But um, what were your thoughts on this, Muna? Yeah, you're right. I mean, I even shot a, a a text message over to our buddy Johnny, who's the you know the huge Blue Jays fan, and I even asked him. I know they're playing the Cardinals uh, on Tuesday, or sorry, on Wednesday night, and I said, "Hey, do the Blue Jays keep rolling here?" And like he's like, "Yeah," and you know he's he's very unbiased when it comes to his team, so he'll tell you that hey, they're just not playing yeah. very well right now. Or they are playing well. I think they're they're in one of the spots right now, or they're in a stretch right now where they are winning games, uh, you know. And it feel like it's starting to come together for the Toronto Blue Jays because if they want any chance of making the playoffs, they're going to have to start winning games and then beating the bad teams. I know they're playing the Cardinals, but they're without Paul Goldschmidt and uh, Nolan Arenado uh, at least for the series because of the vaccination status. But yeah, you have a Detroit Tigers team that's coming in. That's not going to be very good. They're going to be sellers at the, as we approach the trade deadline here. Um, these are the, uh, the matchups where you have to take advantage of. And I a hundred percent agree about your pick with the run line here. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how Kikuchi kind of looks after coming back from uh, IL because he was really struggling before he did land on the IL. Uh, but Tyler Alexander on on the road so far this season has a 5.06 ERA in six appearances. He's given up six earned runs in 10 and two-thirds innings pitch, 14 hits allowed in those 10 and two-thirds innings pitch. And now you're going up against an offense like we just talked about, Malcolm. That is looks like they're firing on all cylinders right now. So I don't want to get in front of that train. And you and I have talked about a lot going back to last season. I keep bringing it up is that do we want to be that team that gets in front of the roulette wheel where it's all coming up red? <laughs> 
I, I want to stay on the side of red here with the Toronto Blue Jays. Excellent. The uh, the German goalkeeper has sneaked me into 41st place at the final whistle, Muna. There we go. So I am, I'm in the money. There's $20 that's uh, firmly in my back pocket for later on on the baseball. Um, if you want a little sweat tonight, the best place to do it on the baseball is unequivocally uh, the win bet where you can bet $50 and win $200. Um, a $50 bet will qualify you for up to $200 in free bets. And there is reduced juice over at WinBet on all the baseball games at the moment, making it by far the best place to bet MLB. Uh, the fantasy draft contest is still running as well, where you can bet $500 or more on sports or casino before the end of this month, July the 31st, you'll be entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, which includes a two-night stay at Wynn Resorts for you and your entire league. Incredible prize. Lots to choose from. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That is sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bets today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. I will also tell you about IP Vanish uh, before we move on. The official VPN of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. IP Vanish will keep all your communications, browsing history, passwords, details, even your location hidden uh, by encrypting 100% of your data. You can use it on as many devices as you like, even your Fire Stick when you're streaming stuff. And IP Vanish um, are offering our listeners 70% off the early plan with a 30-day money-back guarantee, the equivalent of getting nine months for free. Uh, it's dead easy to use. One tap of a button and you are covered so take your privacy back with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to ipvanish.com slash SGP. Use that promo code SGP to claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. 710 Eastern first pitch is the Cleveland Guardians and the Boston Red Sox. Uh, Tristan McKenzie goes for Cleveland and Cutter Crawford um, is on the hill for the Red Sox. Uh, Cleveland are minus 111. Uh, Boston minus 105, so it's close. I had this down as a pick earlier on. Total here is at nine. Uh, we'll throw this across to Moon after to talk about his uh, last in the division, Boston Red Sox. Yeah, Tristan McKenzie. Uh, <laughs> he did a really, really good, Malcolm, over his last yep. five starts. I mean, he had one start where he gave up seven earned runs to the Minnesota Twins, but since that start, which was back on June 27th, he's had four starts prior to that, um, or, um, sorry, to after that, and he's only allowed one earned run in about, let's see here, 13, uh, 21, about 20, close to 26 innings, one earned run allowed in that span, so... He's in good form right now. I like what I'm seeing from him. Um, and he's faced the Yankees in that span. He faced the uh, Chicago White Sox in that span as well. So it's not like he's faced, you know, slouch competition. Um, did have the Tigers in there and the Royals. But, I mean, you're going to pitch against who's in front of you. So uh, on the other side for the uh, Red Sox, it is Cutter Crawford, like you mentioned there, Malcolm. One and two in his last five starts with 3.76 ERA. Last two starts, he's given up at least three earned runs in that span to the uh, opposition, which was against the Rays and the Blue Jays uh, for Cutter Crawford. Um, 
I'm leaning towards taking, or I am going to be taking the Guardians uh, first five uh, in this game. Um, don't think that number is going to be out right now, but Tristan McKenzie is, he's just looked really, really good so far for the uh, uh, Cleveland Guardians, like I mentioned. And I, I'm, right now I'm seeing the first five run line for the Guardians at plus 110. And if you're able to find a money line, probably that number is going to be either even money or maybe a minus 105, minus 110. But I do like the Guardians here in the first five innings behind Tristan McKenzie, Malcolm. Yeah, interesting. Um, we're in lockstep again, Moon. I've got um, the Cleveland Guardians on the money line here, um, minus 110. McKenzie's been great. I, he really caught my eye. I watched the game. Um against the Yankees for well, probably must be six or seven weeks ago now, maybe. And he really caught my eye and I've kind of followed him a little bit closer than I had been ever since. Um, so behind um, McKenzie, I think it's a good spot for Cleveland because Boston are just really struggling at the moment. Um, mm. They are, what, two and eight in their last 10. Like I said, they have slumped to the bottom uh, of that division now. Uh, the home record is 500. It's not celebrate. Cle- uh, Cleveland have got a... The winning record on the road, they are 24, sorry, uh, 24 and 28. So slightly, slightly under 500 on the road, but more than competitive. Um, and of the two sides here um, in a game that is pretty much a pick em, uh, I trust Cleveland slightly more than I trust the Boston Red Sox. So yeah, give me the, give me the Cleveland money line there, uh, round about minus 111. Um, 8-10, Eastern first pitches the Seattle Mariners and the Houston Astros, where Logan Gilbert, the left-hander, He's not a left-hander at all. Um, Logan Gilbert, the right-hander, will go for Seattle. And Jose Akidi uh, is on the hill for the Houston Astros. Uh, the Seattle Mariners are plus 136. Houston at minus 157. Total here is set at eight. Um, probably the pitching matchup of the of the slate, I would have said, this game. Um, Gilbert is 10-4. and four. Has a 277 ERA, has pitched 117 innings with 112 punches. Akidi is 9 and 4 with a 393 ERA, has pitched 102 thirds with 77 strikeouts. Uh, Gilbert, he's been really consistent, um, I think is the word you'd use with Gilbert. 381 ERA over his last five. He's actually regressing a little bit. I think he's got two four earned run starts in there. Just nothing too egregious. It's crept up a little bit. Um, he does have a 265 ERA against the AL West, which is an interesting number because these teams are familiar with each other. Um, Akidi, 243 ERA in his last five. Again, very similar profiles, actually, these two pitches when I looked at them. Um, Houston have just come off a relatively low scoring uh, series against Oakland, where the unders uh, were two the four there. Um, I really like the under here. Um, I think both pitchers can go okay. Um, Seattle have been winning games, but again, they keep taking down Texas kind of 4-3. So not not loads of runs. Um, under eight at minus 115. Look, the safest play for me, Muna. Yeah, I agree with you again. It's crazy to see that uh, this is going to be Jose or Katie's fifth start this season already against the Seattle yeah. Mariners. And um trying to filter this down to see how he's done overall against them. And, uh, he is one in three with a 7.58 ERA against Seattle Mariners. Um, Arcade's a guy that I really want to trust more at home. And if you kind of take a look at the splits, that the numbers really support that, right? And at, at home so far this season, 
Arcady is three and two with a 2.63 ERA uh, on the road. He does have more wins, but he, his ERA is almost, uh, yeah, it's about 2.2 runs higher at 4.83. But you mentioned that Logan Gilbert this season has been really good against the Astros. He's two and one with a 2.37 ERA in about three appearances. Um, he looks really good. Uh, I agree about the under in this play. The offense right now is struggling for the Houston Astros. It's it's crazy to say that they uh, are they possibly might get swept by the A's um, yeah. in this three game series. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Seattle Mariners here. Maybe a little revenge on their mind after the Seattle Mariners uh, or uh, sorry the Astros went up to their place after the um, after the All Star break and swept them. So Logan Gilbert here, I, I like the value here on him, and also look uh, like your underplay in this game as well. Yeah, that is in Houston series again. Just highlights the difficulty um, of handicapping MLB this week. Uh, Insano is all over Seattle. Uh, his dog of the day plus one thirty six for Seattle. Uh, pointing out that Rodriguez is back. I think Ro- Rodriguez homered yeah. in his first at back at bat back yesterday. Um, and o- and Oakland have uh, Houston have some uh, travel. Uh, concerns getting back uh, from Oakland as well. So yeah, nice, a nice dog play there um, from Captain Insano. Next up, eight forty Eastern first pitch is the LA Dodgers and the Colorado Rockies. Tyler Anderson, left-handed pitcher, goes for the Dodgers, and Jose Urena goes for Colorado. Uh, the Dodgers are two to one on minus two hundred. Colorado plus one seventy. Totally a set at eleven and a half. Uh, Munaf, the Dodgers going into Colorado. Yeah, uh, Tyler Anson on the mound for the uh, Dodgers, like you mentioned. Uh, 10 and 1 on the season, 2.79 ERA. Not a big strikeout guy. He only has 87 on the season. Uh, last five games, still been pretty consistent for the uh, uh, the Dodgers here. 2 and 1 with a 2.30 ERA. He's only allowed eight earned runs over 31 and one third innings pitched. Um, on the road so far this year for Tyler Anderson, he is four and one with a 3.02 ERA. So like I said, consistency has really been the name of the game for Tyler Anderson. He's given up exactly 16 earned runs at home and 16 earned runs uh, on the road so far this season against the Rockies. Uh, Malcolm, he is 0 and two in his career with a 3.15 ERA. He has faced or um, he has faced the Dodgers, sorry, the Rockies twice this season both in Coors Field. One start, he had a really good start, four innings, only allowed one earned run. The second start, he uh, went six innings and uh, gave up four earned runs to the uh, Rockies in that game. That game ended as a 4 nothing victory for the Rockies. And then the prior game back in April, um, that was another victory for the Rockies, 3-2. to two. So seems like he's not really getting the run support by the Dodgers uh, when they are in Coors Field, which is crazy to say. Um, Jose Arena, you mentioned it. He's been... Um, He's been pretty solid since he's been the pitcher for the Colorado Rockies. One and two on the season, but he has an ERA of 3.13. The one concern that I do have about uh, Jose Urena here is that he has 17 strikeouts, but he also has 15 walks, so that ratio is not very good for him. So I think the advantage or the key might be for the Dodgers to get on base and provide that run support for Tyler Anderson. It's just being patient at the plan and maybe drawing those walks and getting guys on base here. But it almost seems like I want to take the under in this game with these two pitchers, but 
with the Dodgers, you know, finally breaking out this afternoon with six runs in that first inning, uh, maybe they broke out of a little funk, funk, uh, sorry, funk um, <laughs> uh, from uh, their bats that were not producing in the first two games against the Nationals. I, I think that uh, under might be a play here for me between Tyler Anderson and uh, Jose Urena. So uh, I don't want to lay the $2 price with the Dodgers, especially the way that they've kind of been slumping. Uh, over the past couple games. And again, those two starts that Tyler Anderson did have against the Rockies this season in Coors Field, they lost those games. So I'll go with the under in this game as my play. And, and if you find a plus one and a half on the Rockies, probably I would take that as well. Yeah, I'm just I'm just looking at how the Dodgers have fared in, in Coors Field this season. So the Rockies won two of three um, in a series at the end of June. But I mean, the books are huge here, Moon. We're looking at a line here of 11 and a half. And the... Game was 8-4, so finished at 12. Uh, the other one was 7-4, so finished at 11. Um, so you've got lines right in the middle. And I think that's the only uh, series they've gone into. Oh, no, sorry, the start of the season uh, by losing two of three um, in Colorado. So, yeah, two series at Coors Field, and they've lost, they've lost uh, two of three in both of them. And I'm going to take the Rockies here. Um, did Dodgers have this habit of getting turned over by... Uh, poor teams. Pittsburgh swept the murder in the season. Say Colorado, two of three uh, on two separate occasions. Uh, the Nationals have won the first two games of the series that's ongoing as we speak, although uh, the Dodgers are turning them over. So, yeah, Arania uh, is a huge risk. I get that. I'm not daft. Uh, Noah, I think, turned us on to him um, a couple of weeks ago. Was, uh, did, I don't know if he maybe used to be a Tiger. Uh, Noah knew more than he should have done anyway about Jose Arena. And actually, since Noah um, turned me on to him, he's gone okay. But a um, bit of a risk. Colorado at home uh, as well. 28 and 24. So they're, they're well over 500. And you get the price like plus 173. I think I think it's a value play. Um, and I'll play maybe half a unit on the Rockies at a fancy price. See if we can get one over the line there. Uh, next up is the penultimate game um, of the card, which is the... <laughs> Moon, I've got the inside joke there. Texas Rangers at the LA Angels. Uh, Spencer Howard for Texas and Shohei Otani is on the mound for the LA Angels. I've just seen these prices go up, actually. I'm not sure these were up earlier on uh, when we started recording. Texas are plus 186. The Angels are minus 220, and the total is set at seven and a half. Um, Howard is one and two, has a 7-11 ERA. It's pitched 25 and one third with 21 strikeouts. Shohei is nine and five, has a 280 ERA. It's pitched 93 and one third with 134 strikeouts. Wow. Um, Howard's struggling. Uh, what you're going to get tomorrow is you're going to get a short start four innings maximum, and he's going to give up between three and four runs in that spell. Uh, so what you want to do with the rest of the game is then up to you. Um, Otani is absolutely flames at the moment. Six and one in his last seven with a 157 ERA. Uh, Noah's K props, he's been flying with these K props. Um, 11, 12 and 10. We talked about the ladder bet actually. Uh, me and Noah, I think we handicapped Otani last week and talked about splitting your unit up, going over even at the line, generally about seven and a half on show here. Uh, so splitting your unit up three ways and taking over eight and a half, over nine and a half, over ten and a half. And in the last three games, he struck out 11, 12 and 10. Uh, so you can get some of the fancier prices. Um, the Angels have 
won a game eventually last night. It looks like they're going to win a game tonight in Kansas City. They certainly had the lead uh, the last time I checked. Looks like a good spot this to me uh, for the Angels, as untrustworthy as they have been. Um, if you're going to bet them, it's with show here on the mound. So the prices reflect that minus 220, but it's a bit of a boring Angels run line for me, Muna. Yeah, and I said this on the pod yesterday with uh, Noah and Dylan, and I said that if there was going to be a, a spot where I'm putting money on the Angels, it's going to be on uh, on uh, Shohei Otani when he's pitching for them. And you mentioned that he's been really good uh, this season so far, pitching um, for the uh, for the Los Angeles Angels at home so far this year, uh, pitching wise, two point zero five ERA with a whip below one, five and two on the season. Uh, at home, uh, 13 strikeouts per nine innings uh, does Shohei Otani have. And I'm trying to see if he has faced the um, the Texas Rangers. I know he, there was a start, I think it was earlier this year, where he may have gotten some trouble there. Um, but again, he's been in double-digit strikeouts, Malcolm, in five straight games. Um, and he's faced yeah. some pretty good offenses in that span. He's faced the White Sox. He's faced the Astros. He's faced the uh, Atlanta Braves in that span. So um, I'm going to be looking at the strikeout props here for Shohei Otani as well. Um, and, I mean, at a $2 price, I'm not sure if I can get behind that. Seems like the Angels are figuring out something on offense here, Malcolm. Um, yeah. With uh, the series that they did have. So hopefully they can get some run support for um, Shohei Otani here. But I think that – I got to agree with you and go with the run line here. But I think the more, um, I guess the more fun bet I want to put is the um, the strikeouts with uh, Shohei Otani. Actually, Max Stassi's been uh, been raking the last couple of nights. The, the Angels catcher, he's been a good uh, DFS play. Uh, maybe some, uh, maybe some uh, base, total base props on Max Stassi if he gets in the lineup. Uh, Pinball Macias has joined us in the chat. Good evening. Uh, the, the, the chat box is not taking the Angels at minus 220. Uh, not very happy with that at all. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a, it was a boring run line for me. Uh, cheers, everyone, for joining in with a little bit of chat. I'm all for it. Uh, the last game on the slate tomorrow is a 9.45 Eastern first pitch between the Chicago Cubs and the San Francisco Giants. I'll get his name wrong every week. Justin Steele. Why do I always want to say Luke Steele? Justin Steele, left-handed pitcher, is on the mound for the Cubs. And Alex Wood, another lefty, goes for San Francisco. Uh, the Cubs are plus 116. Uh, San Francisco minus 136. Totally ever set at eight. And this one's across to you, Muna. Yeah, last game of the night here. Justin Steele, four and six on the season with a four point zero two ERA, eighty one strikeouts, forty one walks so far this season. Last five games, he's two and one with a three point four nine ERA. He's given up eleven runs in about twenty eight and one thirds innings pitched. The area that he does get in trouble, Malcolm, is on the road where he is one and two with a five point two three ERA, allowed nineteen earned runs in about thirty two and two thirds innings pitched. Um, his last start against the Phillies, he was really good. Um, that was a game where the Cubs put up 15 runs against the Phillies. Um, his one bad start, I guess, over his last five starts really was against the Baltimore Orioles at home. And then the other one was in Pittsburgh against the Pirates um, in that series, where, or, or that game where he gave up five earned runs in five and two thirds innings pitched. Yeah, I, I let me get to Alex Wood here. Um, Wood, left-handed pitcher, both left-handed pitchers here. He's 6-8 and eight on the season with a 4.21 ERA. Um, at home this season, Alex Wood is 2-3 and three with a 3.95 ERA. Over his last five starts, 
uh, one and two with a 2.05 ERA. Um, you know, he's pitching well over his last five games, but it's just that he hasn't had much uh, run support uh, by the bats of the uh, San Francisco Giants. And I think that's really been the theme for them over the past month this season. Um, I, I really didn't know where to go with this game. Um, I, I would lean towards taking the Giants at home with Alex Wood. I'd probably take a look at uh, an under in this game as well between these two uh, these two pitchers. But um, I, I don't I don't, I don't want to put my money behind Justin Steele. But the, the the difference here is going to be can the Giants get run support or give run support to a guy like Alex Wood? Um, I'm not sure. For me, I would uh, I would lean with the Giants and also the under as well. I absolutely knew where to go with this game. Luckily, Munaf, uh, which is the Chicago Cubs on the money line. Um, Steele's been my guy for a little while. I think he's been uh, he's been excellent. Uh, the couple of starts that he did run into trouble, I think he's a little bit unlucky as well. The the Baltimore start, maybe a little bit more than the Pittsburgh start, uh, but one earned run in three of those five starts against. Uh, Philly and Milwaukee as well in there. So he's been holding his own against decent competition. There's a, co- a couple of other things here. I think the Giants are a little bit broken. Um, the Giants might find their way onto my naughty step because I'm, I'm not expecting a decent second half of the season from San Francisco. Uh, there's something not quite right um, in that clubhouse at the moment. So I'm not... Um, Convinced by the Giants at all. Uh, Chicago have won six in a row. We did the little halftime report podcast and everyone laughed at my uh, Chicago Cubs pick. And I kind of wrote off the Cubs unders um, because pre-All-Star break, they'd lost, I think they'd lost seven in a row or eight in a row. Well, they've come back and they've kind of reversed the trend and and pretty much um, balanced out that horrible run. So the fact that they've won six and I'm in on steel, um, means that was enough for me to want to take the Chicago Cubs at plus 125. So uh, we have handicapped the 10 games as best we can. Uh, lock and dog, dog picks to come momentarily. Uh, before that, I will tell you about Dave. Dave, our company and a sponsor here, uh, that can give you a little help in hand from future you. Um, if you find yourself in a situation where you're a little bit short, you need a few extra quid, uh, whether it's to fill the car up with a little bit of gas, you might need to buy a present or um, just any unexpected expenses. I think we can all empathise with that every now and again. Uh, Dave can help you get out of that pinch when you really need it. Um, so if you need that little bit of extra cash, Dave, the banking app uh, will help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash, um, more money to fill your tank or direct it wherever you need it download dave um from the app store right now that is d-a-v-e sign up for an extra cash account and get up to 500 dollars instantly for t's and c's go to dave.com slash legal instant transfer fees apply banking provided by evolve it's a member of the fdic uh future you will thank you okay moonaf uh Present you is what we're talking about now. Lock and dog for tomorrow. Um, tricky this. Uh, lead us off. What have you got? Yeah, a couple of options I did like for my lock here. Um, I, I do like the Blue Jays, but I'm not sure where we're going to get out of Kikuchi tomorrow on that run line. So that's on the back of my mind. Um, 
for my lock, you know what? Let's go with let's go with the Philadelphia Phillies uh, run line minus one and a half, minus one fifteen with Zach Wheeler on the mound for the Phillies. Um, you know, we talked about how Zach Thompson has been struggling a little bit uh, over his last couple of games here, and I think the Phillies, you know, getting the victory here can get some momentum because they're right in that wild card uh, chase in the National League. Last five games, Zach Thompson is winless. Two and five at home with a 4.75 ERA. So I think the Phillies can get to him. Uh, the one guy I'm looking forward to really get going for them on that offense is going to be Nick Castellanos because he's got some backlash from the Philadelphia fans there. And, and they paid him a lot of money. So if, he's can, if, he, if he can turn it around for the Phillies, um, there's some a good chance that they can win some games here. But I'm going to back Zach Wheeler here uh, on the run line minus one and a half. For my dog, um, I'm going to go with the Seattle Mariners plus 130 on the money line. Um, Logan Gilbert has been doing really well against the uh, Astros this season. Maybe some revenge on their mind as well. When you know we talked about the game, the Astros came into their place and got the sweep after the All Star break. Jose Arcady has struggled this season against the uh, Seattle Mariners. I think that's a nice price of plus one thirty as a dog for the Seattle Mariners against the Houston Astros. Malcolm. Okay, like it, Muna. Um, yeah, the Toronto Blue Jays are the one that caught my eye for my luck as well. Um, now, obviously, I handicapped this with Manoa earlier on. The fact that it's Kikuchi actually does me a favour because it doesn't put me off at all, actually. Um, in fact, it'll make the price a little bit more attractive. Uh, there should be slightly slightly longer odds um, if Kikuchi does go. So I'm going to stick with it. There's no point in me calling it audible. I just think, I mean, this could get ugly, I think. Um, Toronto really are enjoying being at home uh, and are beginning to turn the screw a little bit. Um, won seven in a row as well. Uh, we know exactly what we're going to get out of Detroit. They, they score fewer runs than anybody else. And uh, Noah throughout the start yesterday, they, they scored two runs or less. I think in 45 games or something, which is an absolute record. So yeah, I'll stick with the Blue Jays on the run line there. And for my dog, we'll go back to uh, that last game that we just handicapped. We'll go back to Justin Steele and the Chicago Cubs uh, behind their six-game winning streak. Um, and Steele going along okay to my eye um, against the San Francisco team that just appear to be scuffling along a little bit. Uh, and I can't see better days really on the horizon for them. So I'll take the Cubs at plus 125. And I believe, Moonaf, we have concluded this evening's episode. Yes, sir. Uh, only 10 games, a little less than we're used to. It's usually like that on Mondays where we have less games, but Thursday, you know, being a travel day as well. So uh, nice and sweet pod here. Um, hopefully we have some more winners here, Malcolm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mentioned just halfway through the pod there that I was knocking up a little uh, article about prospects who've got trade potential. Um or prospects and rookies um, who are who might have had a cup of coffee already in the MLB um, who could be on the radar uh, for teams that are selling uh, or some teams that might want to plug in some uh, bullpen-ready arms as well. So keep your eyes out for that uh, in the next day or two on sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Um, and apart from that, the Discord channel is the place to be. All sorts of things going on in there. Loads of fun. Um, loads of sharp minds as well, as well as very funny blokes. Uh, so that's a good fun place to be. And um, download the app and sportsgamblingpodcast.com is everything you ever need to know. Um, thank you very much, Moon. If that was fun, it's not often we get to have uh, a chat without the kids interrupting us nowadays. 
<laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I know Noah's busy today, and then uh, Dylan was busy with work. Or, no, Dylan's already drunk. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, Dylan's uh, not busy with work. Dylan yeah. was full of beer at 2.35 this afternoon is what Dylan was. Yeah, he's headed over to the Yankees <laughs> and the Mets game, so that, that should be a lot of fun for him. So, uh, yeah, we'll be back uh, tomorrow in some form or fashion as usual, Malcolm. Yeah, Dylan paid through his eyeballs to get tickets, thinking he was seeing Jacob DeGrom, and then they sent him back to AAA. So um, I think he's well, drinking. Sure, drink- not a bad uh, compensation. Yeah, yeah, you take that. So he's, he's uh, filling himself full of BS. So yeah, I hope Dylan's having fun. Yeah, thank you very much, Munaf. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, thanks, everyone, for joining. We will speak to you tomorrow. Good luck with your bets. Until then, we will see you down the road. Cheers.